0: Welcome to the podcast about two good friends sharing stories to surprise and delight each other. I'm Courtney Farrell. And I'm Mason New.
1: And this is I Got One For You. Hey, Mason. Hello. I'm glad to be back here. It says I Got One For You, and I, um, I'm excited. It's a whole new year, Mason.
0: It's a whole new year. Happy hey, New Year.
1: Happy New Year to you. And uh, I was flipping through my Billy Collins books because, you know, I love him as a poet. Yep. And I found this uh, found this poem. I'm going to read it to you. It's called Dharma. And Billy, in this um, poem, is writing about his dog. And he says, the way the dog trots out of the front door every morning without a hat or an umbrella, without any money or the keys to her doghouse, Never fails to fill the saucer of my heart with milky admiration. (laughs) Who provides a finer example of a life without encumbrance? Thoreau in his curtainless hut with a single plate and a single spoon? Gandhi with his staff and holy diapers? Off she goes into the material world with nothing but her brown coat and her modest blue collar, following only her wet nose, the twin portals of her steady breathing, followed only by the plume of her tail. If only she did not shove the cat aside every morning and eat all of his food. (laughs) What a model of self-containment she would be. What a paragon of earthly detachment. If only she were not so eager for a rub behind the ears, so acrobatic in her welcomes. If only I were not her god. Uh. (laughs) Is that a great one? That is so good. It's a good one because it's funny. I was reading it because we have a dog now that you know whose name is Goose, and Goose is a chocolate lab. I have Uh never had a a chocolate lab before. Uh Um, And he has been certainly an expectation breaker for us (laughs) because we've had had really incredible dogs all of our life, and I'm hoping that Goose turns out to be also an incredible dog. He is Mm -hmm. just a little slow to show it. Uh So he's a retriever who will not retrieve Uh anything. Anything. Um, he is a retriever who, who does not come to the door to greet you, um, is happy to sit on the sofa despite being told many times in many ways not to do it. Um, we've gotten calls from the neighbors about the barking, which I have to say, as an endurance runner, I, I like endurance things, I like endurance mm-hmm. sports. I have never met this dog's equal in endurance for barking. <laughs> It's, it's he never tires. No, it's of it. unbe- no, it's yeah. I, no, Actually, it's unbelievable. It's as if he's. Ha- it, it's it's like you're in a Far Side cartoon. <laughs> oh my! What was that? <laughs> I should do that again. <laughs> How many times? <laughs> one hundred and one bottles. A <laughs> beer on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Ninety-eight dollars. <000. laughs> it's un- it's unbelievable. He doesn't stop. You think I'll ignore him? You know that yeah. whole thing. I yeah. won't give him any attention.
0: Mm-hmm. He
1: does not care. He is not doing it for attention. It is self pleasure. Like when you were little and you could make a noise in the back of the car that you knew uh-huh. was annoying everyone, uh-huh. like in yep. um, vacation, remember when he used to travel yep. on the train, they start <laughs> of flip those little, the, whatever they are, on the train seats open and down.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the It was the cigarette. That's thing. it. Yeah, that was, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. it. And then yeah. the blowing the bubble gum. Yeah.
1: It's, the thing is, is that Goose has been actually trained. We sent him away <laughs> because we wanted to, we, we were, he was going to be this great hunting dog, and I, I have a... My father loves to hunt, so I thought, this will be perfect. I'll I'll get this dog just shorn up tight, and he'll be the best hunting dog in the whole world. Mm -hmm. We sent him away for an unbelievable four months. That's a long time to to let your dog go away. Sure, Due to some circumstances that I don't even understand after having lived through them, he did not return to us until nine months had passed. Ah. Still unable to do much more than sit. (laughs)
0: Took him nine months to learn how to sit. Well, right? I'm not
1: sure he's got that. You, he, it's, <laughs> you say sit, and he's—you can see him going. <clears throat> she said sit. What should I do now? <laughs> <"Roo>! No, <Nope. laughs> not that. Oh my god. Anyway, it's been an adventure. You have dogs. You've been through this adventure.
0: Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I do, but. When you said that, it reminded me of Stephen Wright, the comedian. Do you remember him? I don't know him. He was he he was a he was a stand-up comic when we were like teenagers. Okay. And this guy he 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 had just like he would just give one lines like it was just like one line deadpan and it was <laughs> so funny. And he said, "I've got a dog. I named him Stay. <laughs> Come here, Stay." Come here, stay. <laughs> Come here, stay.
1: Oh, it's so good. Oh.
0: Uh, anyway, yeah, so, uh, you know, dogs are an interesting thing. I mean, I've had dogs my whole life. I mean, there was a period of time, I think, in college when I didn't have a dog or sure. something like that. but, um. I had dogs, you know, we we were out in the country, so you always had a dog. Um, my first dog's name was Delta, and she was the sweetest dog. She was a golden retriever. Mm. Um, and then I had Parker, who was a lab. I got her when I was about 14. Then I had Banjo, whom you know.
1: Very well.
0: Yes, and now I have two Bassett Hounds, Penny, and Cyrus.
1: (laughs) Well, no, Banjo, so when I knew you, first met you, you you know, Banjo was part of the family. Banjo was your first child. You and Melissa had had Banjo, right?
0: Well, actually, I, I got Banjo from Melissa before we got married. Oh. So my first year at Episcopal, Banjo came into my life, and... Before, before Melissa th- moved in, you got the dog before, before the girl. Yeah, 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 But she gave me the dog. I so, understand. I, yeah. I
1: got yeah. So I remember one time we were we were walking, and there was this lovely girl on campus who just delivered a baby. I think it was her first child, and she'd gotten a C-section. And I was out. She 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 was making her debut walk after this you know ordeal, and she didn't have. She had the baby. She had the baby in a. Um, and a baby Bjorn, and she was taking that sort of, you know, stuttery walk one has after abdominal surgery, mm-hmm. and um, I was out with Austin, our dog, and Banjo came out with Melissa and promptly jumped up on this new mother. Oh, no. <laughs> it, it was bad, but all I could Banjo think- ju- no, Banjo, Banjo, Banjo jumped up. Banjo jumped yeah, up. Yeah. Banjo jumped up, and all I could think at this point was hoping that Melissa had the wherewithal to- pretend like it wasn't her dog you know just to say something like you know rufus get down right now call it anything (laughs) but your dog's (laughs) name whenever your dog is misbehaving don't yell its name so it can get a bad reputation call it some other person's dog i don't know whose dog this is i'm so sorry this happened to you i'll go try and find its owner like don't claim responsibility
0: (laughs) well uh I had I have a very funny story that just reminded me of um <clears throat> there was a teacher at Episcopal uh I think before y'all got there and she was a volleyball coach and she had this dog I cannot remember the name of that dog it doesn't matter but um anyway she she had gone to a volleyball Match because she was the coach and she asked me to let this dog out, and the dog was had been had had trainers and it just was the most disobedient dog, and it was a mutt. It was big. It was strong. It was it it looked ferocious, but it it, he wasn't ferocious. It's killing me. I can't remember the name, but anyway, so she said, "Um, "Can you uh, can you let my dog out while I'm at the the." match? And I said, sure. Um, so I let this dog out and the dog gets away from me. I, w- I didn't put it on a leash <laughs> thinking that he would come back and he did not. <laughs> and they had had some event or something like that where I guess kids had thrown uh, boiled eggs or eggs at each <laughs> other or something like that. So there were these eggshells all over the place. And that dog got into the eggshells and he got away from me. And then I kept calling him. And he wouldn't come back, but he would turn around and he would look at me just far <laughs> enough, and I'd be like, "Come here, stay." Whatever the dog's Wait, name was, sit, <laughs> yeah. stay. And 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 I'd get close to him, and he and he'd be wagging his tail. And then as soon as I got within dis the distance, he he bolted. And I am not a very fast runner, but I was just like in a white rage, just like like seeing white spots i was so mad i was just chasing this dog all over the place i could not get him and i'm just furious and i I, at one point i dove at him like i (laughs) I you know so anyway i couldn't catch him i couldn't catch him and he was and he was just he thought it was just, just the funniest game ever so i go over to the dorm and i said and there were a couple kids hanging out and i said i will give 20 dollars <laughs> to the kid who can put that dog in that fence right over there <laughs> and of course you know these are teenage boys so they're like, oh 20 oh, bucks oh, oh, it is fired up so so a bunch of them come out and so help me god this one kid named chris from texas comes out it is freezing cold i mean freezing cold raining everything like that and he comes out wearing cowboy boots shorts no shirt cowboy hat and he has a lasso
1: stop <laughs> yeah. stop yeah
0: so he starts whoosh he whoosh, starts, whoosh, he starts whipping the lasso around i'm like oh my god and he shoots the lasso right and the dog runs right into it and he pulls it like this and and the dog backed up and slipped out of the the knot of the lasso whatever you call it and he starts, he starts whipping it up again, and the dog ran right into into the pen where Stop. where where I'd been trying to get him for two hours. Stop. And I ran over and and uh, closed the. Closed and the and pen. gave the
1: boy twenty bucks. <laughs> yeah, we're best all, like, we're best twenty, 20 bucks ever spent. We're we're all like
0: high fiving hugging each other. Oh, it was hilarious.
1: Oh, that's funny. So the the biggest memory I have from Episcopal, which are, those of you who are listening, it's a boarding school in Alexandria, Virginia. Um, and Mason and I lived there with our spouses for a number of years. We So we had Austin. Downstairs, there was a couple that had a German shepherd named Badger. And yeah,
0: I remember Badger. B-
1: Badger was the most terrifying dog, first of all, to look at. Yeah. And Badger had the personality to go along with the look. I mean— you would never have broken into their home. You would never have approached them on a walk because he, he was he was a vicious dog. He, mm-hmm. he really really terrifying. The way he barked, he didn't just bark. He'd bark with his tongue hanging out of his mouth just to indicate that there was like, a <laughs> he was hungry and you looked good, you know. And we this cute little freshman boy on dur- dorm walked into their apartment and Badger basically. Came bounding in, the tongue hanging out, and the boy, you know, just short of wetting his pants, was terrified. And I'll never forget his owner goes, "Oh, don't worry, Badger wouldn't hurt a flea." And all of us were sitting there, you know, just unable to breathe, trying to leave the apartment. a way. Badger wouldn't. Hurt a- Badger would hurt a lot of things. Pretty much everything. Fleas, not what we're worried about right now. No.
0: <laughs> Oh and and when you thank you for saying that because now I remember the dog's name of the, the little lasso dog story and his name was Buddy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Come here Buddy. <laughs> Come here Buddy. Uh-oh. Oh my god. Uh. It's so good. So I've had dogs my whole life. Our first dog was Heffalump. Heffalump. My second dog was Nicodemus.
0: What kind of dogs were they? German shepherds. Uh-huh.
1: Um and we had Nicodemus, and then we found a dog. We found this dog mm. running down our street. It was a, it was a, an Alaskan Malamute. We named her Mally. She came. She had a leash and collar and everything. We advertised for weeks, and no one ever huh. came together. Anyway, so Nicodemus and Mally ended up having puppies, 13, oh. 13 puppies Whoa. arrive in our, in our life, but have no fear. <clears> one
0: litter was 13? Yeah. Oh, wow. She didn't
1: have two litters. One was 13. One was 12. But don't worry. Don't worry. They were married first. <laughs> they got married on my ninth birthday. And I've never forget, I used to love to dress my dog up. I love dressing him up. But you can take a pair of human pants and put them on a dog if you just turn them around and make their tail come out the zipper. They fit like a charm. <laughs> really? Yeah, the tail goes out the zipper. And then we put on a, a, like a, waist, you know, a button-down shirt and a waistcoat. And the full nine yards, he looked so handsome. He was basically in a little, looks like a an you know, like old-school tux. Uh, uh, and Mally was less interested in getting dressed up, so she just kind of had a veil <laughs> on. All the little children in my class came to the wedding, and my father officiated.
0: Oh, really? Yeah,
1: they got married. She threw her bouquet off of her neck out the window. It was very exciting. <laughs> and then the next year, she had the puppies, so my birthday was we everyone came and got to christen a puppy, which is kind of cool. And our, our next dog was Rudy, who we got because it was one of the puppies, and we gave <clears> him away. <throat> to someone who lived about 2 miles away and Rudy would come to our house every day. And they tried everything they could to make him stop coming to our house. Mm-hmm. And they neutered him, everything. Didn't work. And they finally after a year and a half just came and said, "He's yours. He, he yeah. spends all his time here. We're done here." <laughs> so we we got to have him. It was just the best. It was the best. I loved growing up with I loved growing up with dogs.
0: Why why do you think we have dogs? I mean, I know I know that there are some dogs that perform a specific function they're either working dogs or if you're really into hunting and it's a hunting dog and that's a that's a really magic thing that happens between a hunter and a, and a hunting dog but most people who own dogs don't own them for some function that they were bred for so wh- why do we have them
1: why, why is it it is an amazing question because i have not met Somebody, I mean, I, every now and again you meet someone who's like, My dog's the best thing that ever happened to me. But for the most part, it is a great inconvenience of life. <laughs> yeah. Don't know, you want to go on vacation? Have fun. What are you going to do with the dog? <laughs> it's like, Did you want to have a nice home? Too bad. You have a dog. <laughs> I think it's because if you didn't have one, you would become really like things would be too proper and neat in your life. Mm. Like, you'd just be too neat. Everything would work. Like clockwork, and your life would ultimately be boring. You'd wonder. You'd be lonely and sad and sad, and you would not know why. And it was because nothing constantly went wrong. You get a dog, constant, constant conflict. And if we think about happiness, right? In mm-hmm. order to have happiness, you need to have – it's the contrast between good and bad that mm-hmm. makes the good so good. Right. Right? That I mean. Tension. It's yeah. the tension. If you've yeah. never experienced bad, how can you know yeah. right. good right. is sure. as good sure. as it is, sure. right? So if you just get a dog, then you, you – actually get a good moment that's quiet and peaceful and not messy like you can go to the bathroom and not have the toilet be a complete disgrace because the dog's been drinking out of it (laughs) for that one moment after you've cleaned the toilet like Uh this is a big deal right right it's a joyous moment yeah
0: yeah so this is the so we we get the dog for inconvenience to teach us how great our life really is that's it i think
1: so this helps you not be so concerned with things like cleanliness (laughs) I don't know. It's a great question, I, although it is awesome when you're sitting down and your dog comes up and puts his head in your lap. And this never happens, by the way, but I like the <laughs> idea that it could. Uh-huh. I, I have a great story. I, I heard it um, I heard it Christmas Eve night. It's the one Christmas Eve ser- sermon that's stuck in my head. It was really powerful. But this um, young preacher got up, and he said, I, I don't have – I have one thing to offer you tonight and it's this story uh about my my dog he said we my wife and i got a dog when we first met and you know we first got married and it was like our child and we loved this dog and this dog loved us and we'd never realized how good it was to love something collectively Mm -hmm. and it really Mm -hmm. quite frankly he said made our marriage and Mm. Um, we, we would go, we had a routine where we'd go walking through this park and he would sort of sniff for squirrel trails and, you know, just, we thought everything he did was funny and we infantized him like it was our child Mm. and everything was wonderful. And then tragedy struck, um, we had our first child, our first (laughs) real child Uh and the dog Uh was downgraded and he knew he was downgraded and it was an adjustment that took, no less than 18 months to two years for the dog to (laughs) accept the fact that there was this other thing to love Mm -hmm. and we got to a good balance and then tragedy struck again and another child arrived and again the dog fell down on the ladder of things that were important in our family (laughs) but ultimately we all came together he said that we we came together as a family then children adored the dog and the dog put up with the pulling of the ears and the you know the hitting with the lightsaber Mm -hmm. and all the things Mm -hmm. that dogs endure and uh he said "Then we came many years later to a christmas eve and our dog was doing really poorly he was older Mm -hmm. he was 11 years old and and he was sick he wasn't well we took him to the vet and the vet said i think you're gonna have to leave him here tonight this doesn't look good this Mm -hmm. is I'm I'm sorry, but you may want to say goodbye before you go in mm-hmm. case this is a tough night. And so he said, we brought all the kids in, and they each came in one by one. There were lots of tears, and they held on to this dog and gave him scratches behind the ears. And their youngest child came in and brought in her little stuffed animal rabbit that she would always carried with her, her little oh, puppy. Wow. And she gave it to the dog, oh, wow. and she said, this is so you don't have to be alone tonight. Oh. And he said, Mm. we all left, and he said, we went home and got in bed, and we're just, you know, we were just, that was our Christmas Eve. And he said, the next Mm. morning, we um, got a call from the vet, and he actually had rebound in the night. Oh, really? mm -hmm, And we went to go get, pick him up. And we said, it was just the best Christmas, but he said, I told you this story, because Basically, Jesus was born, so you don't have to be alone. Mm. It was such a great—it it was on a dry wow. eye oh, I'm sure. in the church. I'm sure. And it was such a lovely—like, if you ever have to give a speech, and you don't want to bore people, do something about a dog. Yeah. You yeah, know? Totally. Do a bit with a dog. <laughs> it, it, it'll nail it every time.
0: There's a—that that reminded me—there's um, a—I wish I had it with me, but— <clears throat> There's a writer named Don McCaig. Have you heard of him? Never. He, he um, I think he was an advertising executive in, um, in New York City and decided he didn't want to do that anymore. And so he bought a sheep farm in Highland County. So Highland County is right next to Bath County in Virginia. For anybody listening out there, it's it's a it's a very it's in the western part of Virginia, <clears throat> northwestern corner, and it's very sparsely populated. It's mostly farmland, land, and there's some statistic that there are fewer people that live there now than did in 1950. Anyway, McCaig buys this sheep farm, and then he he starts to write all of these stories about. The dogs, I mean, it's a working sheep farm with real border collies. Wow. And he writes these, he wrote this book called, um, it's just a book of of essays called, I think it's My Dog's Life. And one of the most beautiful and hilarious stories in there is he goes to check on the sheep. And I guess the sheep have had ewes lambs, ewes. Sure. Yeah. And so um, he goes out and it's, and it's Christmas time and it's bitterly cold and it's also there's tons of snow on the ground. Like it's a bit, they've had a big snowstorm. It's bitterly cold. You know, this is the mountainous rural community. And so he goes out to the barns to check on the ewes and he or the lambs, I guess. And he says, he comes in Am I using the right term? You're
1: I mean, I just uh, this is not a time for me to admit that I know nothing about sheep. But let me, let me just throw it out there: I know nothing about sheep. Okay, I, well, I lamb, you lamb, you. Okay. Ah, I'm with I, you. Sheep.
0: I, okay, I I've got the terms all wrong, but I guess the lambs are the are the little ones. And he comes in and he says to his wife, "Well, the lambs aren't going to make it through the night, just because it's so cold." And his wife looks at him and she doesn't say anything and he is like hmm okay <laughs> so he goes out to bring all the lambs in into the, house? the house and the dogs who are the border collies they don't like that at all <laughs> really? yeah so he writes this like hilarious story about the indignation because the dogs are in the house that's right that's their place yeah that's their place and now the lambs are in the place too and then um it's just this beautiful story and and it i think it was christmas eve night and then so he ends the story where the no one could go out because there was so much snow on the road and you know it's a rural community so they didn't have it plowed or anything like that and so the church bells start sounding down the valley uh, uh, for for Christmas Eve. And so th- it's a sort of like Christmas story about these lambs being inside the house. Yeah, it's a, it, it, Don McCaig, great writer. Okay, great I'm
1: going to check him out. I particularly love anybody who is, in a big city working and their next step is to buy a sheep farm and it's like I had a bad day at work so I look for farms for sale you know (laughs) the sheep farms it reminds me when you said that have you ever met a social sheep dog you know that person when you're at a party and you're you're with a big group and they come and they cut you from the herd and the next thing you know your backs against the wall and you're two inches away from this nose to nose they tell you whatever it is they were trying to it's always amazing when you meet one of those. It's like here she comes. <laughs> Hold on tight to the person next to you, or you are going to be cut from the from the herd. Uh. So my my mom growing up had a dog named Butchie, and Butchie was an incredible animal. I mean, she would he or she excuse me would carry my mother's lunch to school in her mouth in the lunch bag. Alongside of my mother, and they used to have these old porches in Baltimore. Everyone had this, like a, a cooling porch, you know, a screened-in porch, and that's where everyone would put their pies to cool, or mm. their turkey, or their lamb, or whatever. And so Butchie would just roam out Thanksgiving, <laughs> go to a porch, and my mother said one time Butchie came back with a full Smithfield ham, mm. <laughs> hadn't been hadn't been mutilated, and they you know, what were they gonna do? What do you do? It's there. So they ate mm-hmm. the lamb. I mean, they ate not the lamb, the the ham. Another time, Butchie came back with a mink coat. I can't make this up. My, a my, mink my, coat. A mink coat. My grandmother advertised for a couple of weeks for the mink coat and no one came to claim it. We have it to this day. A mink, her dog went and just picked up a mink coat <laughs> and brought it back. She's at like a thief for a dog. <laughs> Oh, it's so good. My mother used to dream that when she was older, she would have a big house with many rooms and a dog for every room. Mm. Like a dog was a really big, like to be able to have not just one, not just two, but just be able to fill your life with as many as possible. We have goose, and I think that's. I think we're gonna hold. I'm like hold, hold. <laughs> we're good, right here. Um. I have I got one I got one more for you, so we're at the beach one day <laughs> and it's a beautiful day. I want you to imagine it is the perfect weather. It's hot enough that you want to be in the water, but not so hot that you're that you're in bad mood about it. The water was th- just glistening. I mean little like little diamond sparkles came off of it everywhere you looked. It was flat but with nice little rollers that came in. you could go up and over, no breaking wave you could walk out really far because the sandbar was far so wordy and i are really far out standing there just taking in this amazing day austin's been on the beach all day he's been in the water all day long and we're sitting there we turn around and we're watching our children are playing and austin who's who's a black lab is just getting out of the water and We're watching him. I remember still my hands were on the water. I turned my hands down so the palms were just right there on the top of the water. I remember that feeling viscerally as I watched Austin trot down the beach (laughs) away from us. (laughs) And he was too far for us to call him. There was no way he Uh, would hear, uh hear our voices. But there were not many people on the beach that day. But about, I don't know, a quarter of a mile down, there was a couple lying on what looked like sort of an or, an oriental rug tapestry that mm-hmm. they'd put down mm-hmm. on the white sand. And Austin, with some very strong direction, was w- walking toward them with a, a, a trotting, I would say, trotting toward him. And we noticed that his tail was sort of cranked up in an awkward sort of Uh-oh. foreshadowing <laughs> sort of oh. thing. And as we're standing there, and my hands oh, no. are on the water. That's exactly what I said to Wordy. I said, uh oh <laughs> <laughs> and just it was too far to do anything yeah, right but stare right even though i mean right. you could have started to run it would have been that slow motion <laughs> dream running with the water you know chest high uh-huh. i mean uh
0: uh-huh.
1: <clears throat> he ran up to this tapestry the two people sleeping sunning themselves and he very intentionally turned himself around <laughs> and then took <laughs> three purposeful steps backwards. I've never seen a dog walk backwards before, but I can tell you it, it does occur because I watched it on this day. And then he proceeded to spray down <laughs> the two sunbathers oh, with no. No. an unfortunate no. mix of that morning's breakfast and salt water. <laughs> He, it and it it didn't end. It was it was as if we were watching a slapstick movie, and we just stood there. What do you do? What what do you do? And the thing was is that they didn't wake up. So what? You, no, you had this moral dilemma. Do you just leave it
0: <laughs> for them to discover
1: a surprise for them later? Let them enjoy their nap, or do you go over and say, "Excuse me," um. My dog my dog has just had a little accident unfortunately <laughs> well, obviously we know what you're supposed to do so we did do that and it was not it was not fun to wake these very bewildered people up um, and I' spent the rest of the day cleaning all their stuff oh. but it was one of those just no 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 how, how to, no how, no no don't do it <laughs> I don't remember how they reacted I blocked right. it out. I have yeah, no, yeah. all I remember was yeah, totally I was at home with a hose and their tapestry rug for a good period of time before it got to some level of returnability. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just say I don't think it was their favorite. I don't think it was their favorite day at the beach. Yeah, <laughs> 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 well, they're not going to forget it though. <laughs> forget it. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh.
0: Well, uh. it it is. It's true about the inconvenience, and it's you know, going back to banjo, you know, that dog was really a special dog because you know I, it, she was the first dog that I owned as an adult <clears throat> and and you know, she was given to me by Melissa, who then you know we got married a year later. So, so there was a special thing about banjo. And, um, when we had to put her down, I I wrote this long essay, not long, but this essay about it. And, and I was trying to make sense of this because I remember when I, when, when we had to put our, my childhood dog down and I remember that being upsetting, but I remember driving with my mother to take her to the vet and then driving away. I was like 16 or something, you know, I was a, I was a young driver and I remember being upset, but I I remember my mother really, really crying hard, but when Banjo, when it came time to put her down, you know, she had an old dog, like at the end, it's just so hard to watch, you know, and I remember when I wrote this essay about her, I wrote this line, something to the effect of, it's a, it's. Bizarre, or it's, 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 no, oh, what did I say? It was, it's so unusual. Why would we ever buy another dog, get another dog after we put one down? Yeah, it, or I, I can't, I, I wrote it m- m- better than that, but it was, it, but the sentiment was, why would, a- after this experience of putting a dog down, why, why would, would you ever do ever, it again? Why would you ever do it again? Why would you ever get one? And, um, this friend of mine, um, he read the essay. And, and, and this guy grew up in New York and Long Island. And his dad, his grandfather, his entire family is from, uh, Armenia. Huh. And they're like really, really tough people. And the, the, the grandparents came from Armenia and, um, the grandfather, I guess, joined the U.S. military during World War II and was a dog handler. And after the war, that dog came to live with them. And my friend Jim told me that his father told him the only time his grandfather ever cried was when they put that dog down.
1: You know, it's funny. My, this my father said to me when my da- when Austin Daddy said, "Court." This is what crying was made for. This yeah. is a great like. This is it. This it is a really hard. I actually I wrote a I wrote a little poem about what it's like. You know when your dog crosses over. It's really hard. You're you're surprised at the void. Yeah. You're surprised at so many things that were just normal before. The messes, all of those things. And this is a little sing songy and somewhat grade school. But here we go. I, I call it a crossing. I bid farewell to a friend today, was sorry that she could not stay and live a year or more with me to fill my home with canine glee. I sat and wondered at our time, a decade joyful and sublime, and questioned what my life would be without our my friend to daily see. Our walks at dusk, our morning wake, the sound her nails on the floor would make, her steady pant, her deep breath sighs, her head to pat her knowing eyes, and now, as she and I do part, I find her imprint on my heart that time will never wash away. My friend took leave of us today, but our love does stay to warm my memories as time goes on and make me feel like she's not gone. For death is but a sh- thin, sheer veil, claiming only touch and tail. For every death, for even death can't tear apart an imprint made upon a heart. Ah, it's a little sing-song, but I love it's it. just there's something about the... Tick, 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 the nails on the floor. (laughs) You know? Or just the, the this, I love more than anything, a dog sniff. It's the long exhale. It's three. That's how they sniff. It's a great, it's a great sniff. Here's the thing I don't get. So Banjo tried to take herself out of this world several times. Right. And there was one time that I thought was the most unbelievable scenario for a dog, is when she went down to the fishing pond.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was quite something.
1: So can you explain that scenario, please? All
0: right, so here is the story, everybody. So our daughter was born, and I got this great idea that I would go around with a very good photographer friend of mine who's an artist and take this really nice photograph of our daughter and that would be the melissa's mother's day present so i planned this whole thing out when melissa would be gone because i wanted it to be a surprise (coughs) so we're walking all around and i had asked one of the students caroline who was one of banjo's favorite uh kids you know she would took banjo out all the time anyway so the phone rings and i clicked ignore and the phone rings again i'm like uh uh-oh and uh i said hi caroline she says uh mr new yeah uh your dog swallowed a fish hook what uh yeah yeah your dog swallowed a fish hook i'm like where are you and she said i'm at the pond so we go down there and I run down there, and I mean, there is a dog, and there is a fishing rod. <laughs> <laughs> they're connected, and, and they're connected. <laughs> so I cut the line, thinking I could get the fish hook out. No chance. And I'm like, oh my god. So I, so now I'm really worried because there, there's, there's a lot of times a dog will get a fish hook stuck in the lip, and you can get it out. It's unpleasant, but you can get it out.
1: Because they have that barb on the end, you can't pull a fish yeah, hook out because of the cu- barb. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. bad news. Yeah, it's bad news.
0: But um, anyway, so we go and uh, we go to one veterinary hospital, and they can't do it.
1: Did they ask for your mortgage?
0: Uh, well, your papers, yeah. your deed to pretty, your house. That's what I mean. Did you have to bring the much, deed to your house? Pretty much. So they, so they go. They're like, well, we're gonna try an endoscopy for this dog and and then it didn't work so that was one surgery that I had to pay for and then they and then I will never forget this they call me and you know to your convenience thing I'm like god you know this dog you know it's just so much so much effort and everything like that and the lady says how far are you willing to go and I this is the vet and I said are you talking about distance or are you talking <laughs> about money <laughs> And she said both. <laughs> so anyway, the end of the story is we go to a separate hospital and this surgeon comes in and I mean, I was looking at this and I'm like, this is some of the best medical care in the world and it's just for pets and um, I mean, they, this guy comes in and they, cut her uh they did the surgery and they separated her rib cage and they got it out it was next to her heart and so like that was the danger if it nicked her heart it would kill the dog so anyway they 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 get the fish hook out and when that lady said how far are you willing to go (laughs) all the way (laughs) Well, that was the thing. I had a number in my head, but it was like the number is meaningless because once you're in there, you're like, you're going to do everything you can to save my dog. Save my my dog.
1: Save my dog. So we don't need to travel or have Christmas again.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So Banjo went, as I used to say, Banjo went to Italy. And and also that picture that that I gave for for, uh, Mother's Day, I didn't pay my friend. Because he said he would do it for free. And I said, well, David, that's the most expensive picture (laughs) I have in (laughs) this entire house. And unfortunately, you didn't get paid for it.
1: Did you give Melissa the fist hook for her Mother's Day in a jar?
0: I I should have. We should have kept that thing. You should have kept that thing. That's a piece of
1: art right there. This thing has been places. (laughs) Oh. Keep a gun in the house. Oh right, right. But same <laughs> Another sentiment. reason. Yeah, An- right. Another reason. And I-, I wanted to circle back. You know, as I've mentioned before, that our dog Goose has has a barking issue problem. Um, but we have we have cured it because we have invested in a bark collar. Something that previously mm. I was very much against. But the second we put it on him, it- it's as if he understood that life had consequences. That that. decisions had consequences I (laughs) contemplated for a moment using it on my youngest child but apparently (laughs) that's frowned upon in um, child services world but um, it did cure him completely of the issue Um, but uh, I I do I do think a barking dog is um, the closest thing to just natural torture that I can think of so I'm going to read you this poem here we go by Billy Collins another reason why I don't keep a gun in the house The neighbor's dog will not stop barking. He is barking the same high, rhythmic bark that he barks every time they leave the house. They must switch him on on their way out. (laughs) The neighbor's dog will not stop barking. I close all the windows in the house and put on a Beethoven symphony, full blast, but I can still hear him muffled under the music, barking, 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 and now I can see him, sitting in the orchestra, his head raised confidently, as if Beethoven had included a part for Barking Dogs. When the record finally ends, he's still barking, sitting there in the oboe section, barking, his eyes fixed on the conductor who was entreating him with his baton, while the other musicians listen in respectful silence to the famous Barking Dog <laughs> solo that endless coda that first established Beethoven as an innovative genius. Perfect. And with that-
0: It is perfect. And with that,
1: we, the conductors, will signal the end <laughs> the- to this episode. Thank you all.
0: Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe
1: and share with any of your friends you think might enjoy being a part of this conversation.
0: We'd also love to hear your thoughts and stories. So visit us at www.igotoneforyou.com or email us directly at igotoneforyou.podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.